0: Ready
1: and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Best uh, welcome to the dogcast uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host Tim Edwards and alongside me today of course is uh, the man behind the at the dogs SA Twitter feed, uh, Todd Gray who's jumping in the seat for Sean Matheson who uh, Todd, welcome to you. Is is enjoying a nice well earned rest?
0: Yeah, he can have the rest. I'll keep the seat warm for him. And yeah, it's great to be here. Been a while between drinks, so um, if I knew, if I knew a bit of time, I would have uh, would have made an appointment, and got my hair
1: done if I had any. <laughs> uh, join the club, Todd. Join the club, <laughs> mate. Um, it's a big week uh, coming up. Of course, we're going to preview the uh, the big race. Of course, on Thursday night, the 2022 Fresh Pet Food Code Champion Puppy Final. That's going to be a fantastic race mm. on Thursday night. We're going to cast our attention back to a couple of feature races over the last couple of weeks uh, since we've been on air. Uh, the Bay Road Queen Stayers Cup, of course, won by Victor Hayden, and the Gawler Produce, which was won by Vic, uh, Springvale Max, who we're also going to chat about as well in today's edition. Our interview today is also going to be with uh, a key player in the feature race on Thursday night, Emily as a party. We haven't had Emily on before. She's over from Victoria and she's got three massive chances in the feature on Thursday night. So it's a massive show as per normal. It's all coming up on today's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. The Week in Review brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co. They're proud suppliers of fresh pet food for the Gap SA Greyhounds and the Gap Prison programs. They're based right here in South Australia. You can visit their website at freshpetfoodco.co.com.au for more information, Todd been a a massive couple of weeks. We're going to turn our attention, first of all, back, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago now. We had the Bay Road Queen's Day as final. Uh, Victor Hayden was the eventual winner, as we mentioned, Todd. Um, He's just going from strength to strength, isn't he? Uh,
0: I was, yeah. I was actually pretty keen on him in the final. And I reckon it was one of his better wins because he actually had to use a fair bit of petrol in the final. He didn't Mm. take the lead until the catching pen, really. He got kept out um, wide. And I was waiting for him just to kind of lose ground. I always thought he was about a better 650 meter mm. dog than a 730. Uh, he shut me up that night because he just drew away from dogs like Bex Manelli who beat him yeah. in the heat and everything. And yeah, the amount of work he had to do early to draw away like that, yeah, he was great. And I think he um, he only ran a place. Uh, he ran third behind Jarrett Bale, I believe, on the weekend of over course. in his state.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. He had a, he had a big weekend, of course. Victor Hayden, that race, of course, the Bay Road Stayers final. There's a lot of talk about the Manelli dogs being able mm. to to win that race, but. They were a little bit disappointing in that final, I think. Uh, to be honest,
0: yeah, I think Bex Manelli um, had every chance to get mm. Hayden, and I, I don't think it was uh, Bex Minnelli went like worse or anything. I just think Hayden really surprised me. Like I said, mm. how he still had that strength the last hundred. Uh, and lashes, I just didn't like the draw for lashes in the um in no. the final. I was waiting for her to stoke up, and she never really did in the final.
1: Yeah, Victor Hayden so impressive in the Bay Road Queen Stayers. The Gawler Produce was another big race in the last couple of weeks, and Springvale Max. How he found the rail from the position he was in, Todd, I was a little bit shocked mid-race, but when he found the rail, it was a bit like uh, a month ago at Angle Park when he found the rail and just burst through, and he just looked the winner down the back straight. I uh, c- couldn't agree with you more. Um, if you could bet in live running that first 20 metres or so, yeah. you
0: did not want to be on him at all. Uh, look, you can train a lot of things into a dog. You can't train field sense and just field craft, which he has in spades. Uh, I, I did not like at all where he was going to be on that first turn. And then you kind of saw him just... He just saw a gap. He popped in just before there was trouble on that first turn. And then just going down the back when the one stayed wide, it ran the six off. He saw a gap and he just took it. Yeah, Mm. that's just great to see. That's just racing, just, you know, just racing sense. Yeah, it is. It
1: It is Springvale Max. And he's done a wonderful job this preparation for Gavin Harris. He's been uh, electric in most of his starts that he's been in and good to see him continuing to win that Gawler Produce uh, feature final. Uh, Stout Manelli, we know much about him. Of course, um, he went over to Victoria recently, winning the Group Two McKenna Memorial. Mm. He was a bit flat in South Australia, but since he's gone to Victoria, he's found a new lease of life. Yep, Second Wind uh, going great. I didn't know he was over there until one day. I think it was
0: on a Wednesday when Gawler mm. was on. Just they had a um, sand down meeting on. They said his name. I watched yeah. him. He ran an okay third. And then next thing you know, I found out he won his seat. He was in the final, and he was never really in much doubt in the no. final. I reckon he was brilliant. Not that I knew a heap about the dogs he was running against, but God, he was impressive.
1: Yeah, sometimes dogs can do that. They, of course, come to South Australia and get a new lease of life or they go to Victoria or go to another state and, and again, get a new lease of life. Yep. So um, we know what he's best. He was probably one of our best sprinters here last year. Uh, yeah, I would. I would mm. call him that he was the best. For a mm. good
0: three or four months, he was just the king. He dominated. Yeah. He just dominated SA. And it's just, they're funny animals. Just a change in routine or something so small as just, like I said, moving in a state, just moving house, virtually mm. can just spark them up and it's worked on stout.
1: Yeah, it has. And Bedrock, Fred, we know Freddie's back here, of course on Thursday night, but he ran second in the Group 1 Queensland Cup, and he loves it up north, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he's going to be nice and short on Thursday, but what what can you say? He was just mm.
0: absolutely brilliant. And even though he got defeated last start, he was a very gallant second, and a couple more strides, it would have been a photo finish. He would have been right in it. Yeah, it really does. It gets the old heart, you know, heart warm watching the SA mm. Dogs just dominate, dominate yeah. interstate.
1: And, look, he was going well here Um but I think he's just a better dog in Queensland. I, I know he yep. goes well here in South Australia, but in all the races we've seen of him in Brisbane, he's just been brilliant. It's funny how SA dogs can
0: do that. Like we know, like when the when the you know, the truck went over there a yeah. few times as well. It's just yeah. I don't know if it's something to do with the track or something in the water over there, but yeah, I um, it's great to have him back in SA, and I think he's going to dominate the ranks mm. over there. But if there's another feature. I'd be heading back.
1: He comes back at the right time. There's not a, It's not a strong staying mm. group of dogs here at the moment in South Australia so uh, he might be winning a few Thursday nights in a row. Um, we had the Champion Puppy Heats last Thursday night. They're, they're our young dogs, I guess, competing and the Champion Puppy Final will be on Thursday night. Heat number one was taken out by Yankee Costanza. It ran 30 and 89 for Ben Rawlings. Um, he defeated Melissa Keeping and, and Lectra Teddy. For mine, Todd, he was a little bit tardy early but he had enough brilliance to push hard early and find the lead. He wouldn't want to do that in the final. Uh, no, can't afford to really. Well, not really. Needs to ping in the final. Um, yeah. I found with all the finals, they all,
0: none of them really pinged the start. They all went in like the low 5.30s to the post and everything. Um, I can say with the Costanza, obviously not real seasoned over the 500 mm. metres yet. think it will improve there, but... Um, yeah, we'll definitely need to be at his best to get across the line.
1: Yeah, Melissa Keeping had every chance in the race. Yep. Electra Teddy just continues to race well for, for Jason Dolan. And of course, Heat number two, we had Emily as a party come to the party here with uh, Angus Keeping. Um, he ran 30 and 71. He was awkwardly away, but gee, he got a beautiful run over to the fence early on, and that won him the race, really. Um, I'm not sure if he'll get that much luck in the final, but if he does, he's drawn the inside. He's going to be hard to beat. 58 ran second, and Queen of Scotch ran third. But Angus, keeping everything, fell into place for him. Yeah, very similar to how we were talking about um, with Springvale Max
0: earlier. Just you did not want to be on Angus the first ten or no, twenty meters, and no. then just this, just this surge he had between the um, virtually the uh, the winning post to the catching pen, got himself from you know fourth or fifth into a very prominent second behind Queen of Scotch, who stayed a bit wide, took the rails. Uh, if he didn't have box one, I would think he'd I'd think he'd be almost a risk in the final, but he's just come up with the ideal draw. And now that he's had a race start on the track, should just improve leaps and bounds.
1: Yeah, you'd think so from the inside. We'll chat to Emily a bit later on. Rush's roar was impressive. It ran the quickest time of the heats there, 30 and 48. Began really well from box number eight, pushed hard, found the lead. Monique keeping liked her in defeat. She ran on well. Should be better for the run. But Rush's Raw is one of those dogs at the moment that... Uh, you know, he was a little bit disappointing two starts ago. I tipped him that night. I mm. thought he was a good thing, but he let me down. But since then, he's gone on and he won well last start. I'm not alone then in thinking this. I find very hard
0: dog for me to catch rushes yeah. for. Um I always do think box eight at Angle Park over to 5:30 is a bit of a sticky box. He put that um, to rest because he yeah pinged and just that muster 5:30 to the post again fastest out of the three heats. Mm. Um, can go better, but a bit harder in the final, needs to ping like that again. Can't mm. fault from that draw in the final.
1: Yeah, we had three heats. Who was the most impressive out of the three heat winners? I know Russia's Raw ran the fastest, but to your eye, who was the most impressive?
0: Oh, believe it or not, the dog what kind of stood out to me a little bit, and it's going to be it was Bolter's odds in the heat and Bolter's mm. odds in the final, was a dog called 58. I know it ran yeah. second and all that, but it's never really shown me too much around the circle. Very good up the Virginia Coursing Straight Track. Pretty handy up the Murray Bridge Straight. It was the dog which kind of made me sit up and go, hold on. 58, this is, this is a bit yeah. of a straight track 58 we've seen. So even though it didn't win, it was the dog that kind of leapt out for me. it's has got to be up against it in the final, but obviously he's going to drop back after that. But besides that, I just did not think Russia's rule could get across from the eight. Mm. I know it's the fastest time, but I mm. did not like it. it. I did not like it at all in the heat and yeah. shut me up nice and quick.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about the final and the preview coming up, but it certainly does look a, a terrific final there on Thursday night. So that were the three heats last Thursday night. And of course, we touched on the, the Bay Road Queenstayers and the Gawler Produce. That was the week in review and as always brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co. They're proud suppliers of the GAP SA Greyhounds GAP prison programs and they're right here in SA. Look them up, freshpetfoodco.com.au. The Preview. Preview is always brought to us by the SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Free tips for all SA Metro Greyhound meetings. You can get on board as always. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board. Gamble responsibly. Todd is our man for the tips every day of the week on the Twitter feed. And no doubt he'll have a, a few winners for Thursday night. Todd, before we touch on the feature race Thursday night, we look through the program. It's a 12-race card as per normal on a Thursday. Some interesting races. The first event, the Stayers, as we mentioned, Bedrock Fred's back in town. He, he comes up against uh, Bex Manelli who... We know he's got the ability. And, and New Year Tears and me same you are both dogs that just grind away.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, mm. me same you, I've liked um, it's a few runs up at the Murray Bridge and all that. Yeah, look, Fred's going to be, he's going to be tomato sauce. Long, long odds on mm. for mine. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does when he comes back here. Uh, no, we got got Bexmanelli, I think, pretty much a lock for a run second. And uh, not, no no disrespect to the other two. New Year's Tears is the track record yeah. holder. Probably lead out of the boxes for my New Year's Tears. And, uh, yeah, me, same you. I want to see what it does first up as well. I'll be watching that one.
1: Mm. Uh, another couple of interesting races. We see race number four, um, Sunset Toxic. He's going really well. He's got that early pace to find the lead. And in that race there on Thursday night, it brings together an interesting lineup because Fly for Tricks, we know at his best, he's yep. top-liner, Shall knot has got really explosive speed, but goes up in grade. And then you've got Mr. Ticket and Scorching Sun, who are not out of that race either. Uh, no, you can make a case for all of them. Even mm. a dog
0: called Ace of a Trump's yeah. in Box 1. Um, I know it's last art, a little bit disappointing, but before that at Gawler, brilliant. Um, I'm looking forward to this race. This has got a lot of depth because Sunset mm. Toxic, 30-20 last start, electric. But then you've got Shall Not. Shall Not for mine is a very funny dog. I know when it first started racing, I thought, yep, it's just going to be an okay little short course. I pick mm. up a few dogs. It is just... Troy has done great with this dog, he the has. patience and all that. It's probably one of the best like mid-race accelerators we have in SA right now. Then you've got Fly for Tricks, got another lease on life. Yeah. And I'm, I want to see what Mr. Ticket does as well, because I reckon now it's had the extra 500 mm. meter run under its belt. It's going to improve.
1: Yeah, it looked impressive at Murray Bridge when it won a couple of starts ago, Mr. Ticket. That's a fantastic race. And then, of course, we see Victor Grosso come up in race number five. He's back again after winning last start. He looks to be the class of the race, but he's drawn awkwardly. But... As we've seen with Grosso before, he doesn't have to lead to win. Uh, no, he doesn't. And he, he should, he should on paper get a good map into the race.
0: One and two, Queen of Fire, Run Like Jess, they're going to jump well. I think Queen of Fire is a lock to lead. Mm. Run Like Jess to lob second. He should use his brain and just kind of slot behind those two, let them take each other on, mm. and then use his mid-race to kind of get around them and, yeah, be too strong. He'll probably get a little bit of eight early by four and six, which stay mm. centre of the track.
1: Yeah, out of the 12 races, what, what's your early thoughts there? What's What's your best at this stage?
0: Well, the, the, what's jumping off the paper for mine a little bit is mm. um, when we look through. I want to see how a dog called, or um, well, obviously fifty-eight in the final. Yeah. I want to see if yeah. that can back it up for a later, later more of a later race for mine. Mm. But what's jumping off the um, paper for mine is. Um, I really, I struggle to say this dog's name so yeah. much. Obscifical o- Eyes. O- yes. Yes. <laughs> right?
1: It is a tough one. Tough one. To mm. and I can only imagine as yep. a race
0: caller as well. I wouldn't be able to spell it on the Scrabble board either, <laughs> but, uh, look, that's a pretty handy race it's in. Uh, mm. it's one of those dogs where whenever it goes back to grade five, it's never a grade five for long. Yeah. It goes bang straight back into a grade four and then goes back to a grade five. Normally it's been used mm. in the opens a bit. Uh, I want to see what it does in this race. Pretty handy, I think Sister Roberta off the one leads for mine. There's every chance Obstacle Eyes could lob second, mm. and I really liked his run la- um, last start as well. I reckon he could be a bit of each way value too yeah. because Jacks Bale is going to be um, short in that race, and really liked his first start. A little bit disappointing the second start. So that's kind of I want to see what odds mm. that goes up because I reckon that's going to be my little each way play early days.
1: Yeah, well he's one of those dogs like super Eyes. At his best, he's quite good, and, and and I've noticed in his last couple of runs, he sort of he just grinds at the same pace, but he doesn't let something get past him too easily. So um, he's going to be right there, no doubt about it. His best time is good enough to win that race. So that's a good little race too. I was pretty keen on John Dutton in race 11. I just feel he's ready to win. Mm. And from the inside box draw, he might be able to push hard early and and find the lead. And he's got a very good box one record. Of course, he came over from interstate and he was first up at Murray Bridge from memory from box one. He blew them away. So... Uh, I think he's ready to win again, Drew, on the inside. But, um, look, he's probably going to be around that $3 price point, John Dutton. But that's an even race, too. Uh, yep, uh, completely agreed. Box One Records is great. Uh, there's
0: not a heap of pace in this race. There's every chance he, him and Victor Kurt are your yeah. pacemakers in that race. Uh, velocity Comet, if anything, stays in the centre of a track. A mm. little bit of a saloon passage there for John Dutton. Uh, Bruce McGlenn's probably going to be the other chance in the race. Bit of a drop back and there's a dog I still haven't quite figured out mm. in this closer to rain. Yeah, she looks ha- impressive. Yeah, I haven't quite completely figured her out yet. She was okay at Murray mm. Bridge, but I don't know if she saw the track before that. No. She's seen Angle Park, very nice at Gawler. Um, yeah, dog I need to watch a little bit more there, but yeah, I reckon you fit hit the nail
1: on the head of that one. Yeah, her Angle Park win was uh, was Passive. brilliant closer oh, to rain, yeah. um, and then, like I said, she went to Murray Bridge, and look, some dogs just don't like the track up there, so perhaps it, she's in that case. Um, let's have a look at the feature, race number eight. Let's have a look at the field here, the Fresh Pet Food Co. and 22 champion puppy. Angus Keepings come up with the red. 58's come up with box two. Queen of Scotch in three. Melissa keeping in four. Monique keeping in five. Uh, Yankee Costanza, box six. Finnis Redeem seven. And Russia's Raw, box eight. The reserves, Electra Teddy and Dashing Deb. So we look at the race and um, the first thing that springs to my mind is Angus keeping darting to the rail in that heat. And now he's got the rail. Is he quick enough to lead, Todd? Well, I
0: I reckon he's gonna I don't think he's gonna lead out of the boxes, but he's got every chance to get just a nice passage there. Fifty-eight, mm. as much as I was saying it was a nice run. Probably one of the slowest beginners in this field. And Queen of Scotch jumps well, stays wide. He's gonna have every chance to rail through. And exact same. If you put Angus keeping in the guts, put it where you know mm. Melissa or Monique is, I'd say it was a good risk, but it's got the perfect draw. It is my on-top selection in the race, mm. purely based off the draw. And just from what I saw, just that just that. St- just a surge. That's the only word I can use is surge in the heat just to go from no chance to well, mm. locked home and hosed. Uh, yeah, I think the box draw is the reason why Angus Keeping's his way on top.
1: Yeah, of. Queen of Scotch can ping on her night yeah. as well. So she's she's a rough chance of clearing them. And, and then Yankee Costanza, you can't rule out Ben Rawlings dogs in, in feature finals. finals. Mm. They have a knack of just coming out running on the finals night, and we know he's got a bit of speed. So he was a bit off in the heat. So he might ping in the final. Now, if he led, can the others run him down? Well, it'll be interesting to see. I know Queen of Scotch kind of
0: gave up the lead a little bit quick last week, but she is better than that. And Rush's Raw, oh, I don't really know too much about Rush's Raw from behind. Mm. It's, um, at the moment, he seems to be either brilliant, Sydney or Bush kind of yeah. type. And Angus Keeping, I do think, could run down uh, Yankee Costanza if it lobs second. But I do think Yankee Costanza is the reason why I don't like... Uh, the Azza party's other two runners. I think yeah. it's going to cut off Monique and Melissa straight away at the start. Mm. I just don't like where they're drawn. Angus got all the favours. The other kennel mates did not because Queen of Scott will jump well, stay wide. Yankee Costanza will jump well, cut in. I think they're just going to beat a meat in the sandwich.
1: All right, and you'd be happy to take on Russia's Raw from Box 8? Well, yeah, well, I was happy, happy to take it on last week. Yeah, and it,
0: yeah like you said, it shut me up nice and quick. I am um, I am happy to take on Russia's Raw. I am going to put it in for second just mm. because Thirty forty eight. 30 48 a repeated at it'll win. Yeah. I just don't know if he can get across two two times in a row especially when there is a little bit more speed in the on the inside with Yankee Costanza. Finish redeem not the worst and then obviously what you know dealing with Queen of Scotch on that first turn when mm. she moves out. Yeah, um so yeah I am I am going to take on Russia's Raw a bit. I'd say can win I'm not risking her. She can win, yep. but I want I'm not going to be on it. All
1: I'm right. Fine. What's uh, what's the top four for you in the final?
0: Uh, I'm gonna go number one. Angus keeping it. I have to put Roar in for second because I know it is probably the best dog in the race. Yep. Thirty forty eight. I am gonna slot in fifty eight in for third, just mm-hmm. for the multiples as well, because I no reliance on leading or anything like that. will probably get a nice little rail sit, and I just want to see if last week was a bit of an anomaly, yeah, how its run mm. was. And I will put Queen of Scotch in for fourth. I like Queen of Scotch. I made her my dog to follow last month. Um, she's been going. She's been going great. A little bit, little bit mm. disappointing in the heat. But like I said, she can she can come out under the lids at her best. And mm. if she does that, she is good enough to really test these. 3055s her P B. That'll you know, that'll go just about close to winning this if the one or the eight
1: don't lob right behind her. Yeah. Okay. So you're with the one. I'm with the one as well. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with Angus keeping because I just think, you know, the way he dived to the rail last week. We'll chat to Emily as a party shortly, but I think he's the one to beat. I thought uh, if there was gonna be an upset, it might be Monique keeping. I like the way she closed off last mm. week. Um, and with that run under her belt, if she can get a bit of luck early from where she's positioned, if she lobs sort of third, fourth down the back, she'd be a good chance of a run on, uh, you know, strike from where she's at. So I thought she was probably the value in the race, but I'm I'm with the Emily as a party kennel. I'm with Angus keeping, as I said, we'll talk to Emily shortly. Your best Todd race nine, number five each way. Yeah,
0: I think it could be, a, I think it's going to be a bet than nothing mm. each way for mine. I know you only got the two dividends there, but i really like what I've seen um, just the, the last few. And this is only a mixed four five. So, you know, not the, um, not the, not the strongest. Um, But, yeah, I do. Obcipital eyes, if I can ever say it properly. Yeah, I do. Each way for mine.
1: All right. You're on race nine, number five. I like race 11, number one. That's the preview. We look forward to the big race there on Thursday night. It is race eight. It's a 12-race program. The champion puppy final looks to be a brilliant race. It's coming up Thursday night. The interview. Yes, the interview this week is focusing on the Fresh Pet Food Co-Champion Puppy Final, and that is, of course, on Thursday night. And Emily, as a party, has been kind enough to give us uh, some of her time to focus on her runners in the final on Thursday night. Um, hello, Emily, and welcome to the Dogcast. Hey, guys.
2: Thanks for having me on.
1: No, no, no worries. worries. No worries. We, we thank you for, for giving us some of your time. Now, you've got three runners in the final on Thursday night. Did they all perform up to your standard last week, Angus keeping, Melissa keeping and Monique keeping?
2: Um, yeah, we were happy with all of their runs. Uh, normally, normally they're all much better out of the box. They're all a bit tardy away um, on Thursday. So, uh, we're hoping it was just, you know, having a, having a look at the different boxes and that um, they can sort of be back to their normal jumping stall for the final, but um, yeah, they were they were all definitely very tough runs, especially Angus. Really like the way he pushed to the fence, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was definitely the most eye-catching one.
1: Yeah, before we talk on these runners, um, where have they been for the last week? Did they stay in South Australia or did they head back to Victoria?
2: No, nah, we brought them straight home.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, just wanted to give them as normal week as possible, just because they're, they're so young and sort of new to it, so um, we just drove them straight home and we'll bring them back up for the final.
1: Okay. Now, Angus Keeping, you mentioned him before. He's come up with box number one. And Todd and I were just saying a moment ago, from what we saw in the heat, the way he dived over to the rail, he's going to be perfectly positioned here in box one.
2: Yeah, I was to get box one. Early on in his career, he used to sort of be a bit field shy and um, sort of tend to want to stick to the outside and sort of do it that way. But um, since he's, he's just racing with such good confidence at the moment and yeah, really hunted for that fence. So yeah, we we'll, would we'll definitely wrap to draw the red for the final with him after seeing that.
1: Do you think he can lead, Emily?
2: Uh, if he jumps like, I mean, he's PB at and he's he consistently put up five nine sort of first splits, which is going pretty good. So um, if he could produce a beginning like that, I I think he could definitely lead it. Uh, just gotta hope that we can push up inside. I mean, Queen of Scotch from the three, she's very quick out, but. Sort of like to sit off, sit off the rail a little bit. So if he could hunt up inside her, I'd be right. All
1: right. What about Melissa Keeping? Now she ran second last start. She looked to have her chance. Was um, she got some improvement in her from box four?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, she's the same sort of situation. She's normally a better beginner, but she's probably um, one of the runners that she doesn't. She doesn't really care where she lands. Like she, she'll just keep trying and trying. So. Uh, I think to be, I think to win it, she would definitely need to begin at her best. Uh, there's there's a few more with a bit more natural ability in it, uh, but I don't mind her draw because, I mean, we've got Monique in the five next to mm. her, and Monique sort of comes out and goes right for a couple of steps, so she should get plenty of room early.
1: I was just saying to Todd a moment ago, I thought Monique keeping probably looked to be the best value in the race. I like the way she closed off last week.
2: Yeah, she's definitely a strong beginner. Um she she last week probably suited her. I mean, she had a very good one in front of her, obviously, in the eight. But mm. um, she's one that likes to sort of be out, out chasing something. And uh, we, we think in the future she'll make a nice 600 bitch. So, yeah, if she can be close enough, she'll definitely finish off strongly.
1: Well, her actual time last week was 30 and 74 in defeat, which I think was the third fastest overall. So it actually was quicker than one of the heats.
2: Yeah, yeah, we did, we did notice that. Um yeah, just I mean, she was probably a little bit stiff to get caught behind that one. It's, it's going super for Kim, and mm. um, yeah, if if she can put herself in a spot like that again with 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 something, you know, a little bit weaker in the finish with with to lead, I think she'd be a very good chance.
1: When you were breaking these dogs in, Emily, did they all show you potential, or which one of the three was probably showing you more than the other?
2: Uh, they were broken in in New South Wales, but we we got them to pre train straight after that. Mm. Um, we always thought a new uh, Angus had the most stability. He he always showed the most. Um, him and him and Monique were sort of always pretty on par. Melissa's um, well, been our surprise. She she wasn't showing much. We actually thought um, out of the litter if there was one who's going to gonna be going home. Just Charmaine <laughs> and Sophia would be her. Mm. Um, but she she's just got a really great attitude and just tries her best. So um, she's sort of levelled up with them now really but out of like just natural ability wise it's definitely Angus and now even Ray sense he's just really turning into a nice dog
1: and how many greyhounds in the kennel for you Emily at the moment training
2: um for me as a whole or as just a, me yeah, just,
1: just yourself <laughs> uh, how many is under your name at the moment
2: um I think I've got 17 18 wow. I think
1: yeah. So yeah. so it keeps you busy, and of course your partner Matt's uh, heavily involved as well. How many would he have?
2: Uh, about the same. <laughs> yeah. We like to try and split it down the middle. Right down the middle,
1: <laughs> fair call. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and it was probably only twelve months ago, nearly twelve months to the day that you trained your first winner at Warrnambool. You That must have been exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah that that was a that was a massive thrill. Um, yeah, I I love Warrnambool, so it was good to get it there as well. And yeah crazy to think how much has happened in a year it feels like it's been a lot longer But
1: yeah. <laughs> time goes fast emily and, and i guess the as party name um it's a big name in greyhound racing and um what relation are you to all the other parties that are around the, australia
2: uh, i've actually no relation oh there you go England. England. <laughs> no i'm not i get the question a lot um me and Anthony like to pretend we're related to some people, so we've, we've created a lot of confusion in the industry. But, um, no, we're actually not, and I'm not related to the Trotters. I'm not related to Joseph or Chloe, the jockeys, yep. not anyone. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's wow. Just
2: a lot of us around. Well, yeah.
1: I must admit, when I picked up the form guide and saw Emily as a party, I would have sworn you'd be relation to Anthony or, or Chloe um, with, with the as a party name. But there you go. That's, uh, that's a first
2: Yep, Matt. Good friends with both, but not not related at all. <laughs> and,
1: and what got you into greyhound racing, Emily? What was uh, the driver there? Obviously, Matt's uh, probably a big part of it. But um, outside of that, what else got you involved?
2: Yeah, Matt was definitely a big part of obviously, and I'm um, starting to train. But I I actually met Matt at the dogs um, mm-hmm. at Sandown one night. I um, owned a dog with um, obviously George Faruiga. He's very mm-hmm. prominent in the industry. He's actually my cousin. Mm-hmm. So um, I sort of got into it through him, and um, I've owned a couple with him, and that's how I met Matt. And then, yeah, that's that's how I really got into sort of the training side of it. But I've always had an interest in seeing young as the the family's involved.
1: So mm, good. Yeah. yeah, and it must be a busy time with with thirty odd dogs to train. It's uh, you know seven day a week job, isn't it? Really.
2: Yeah. When we first when we first moved out here, we sort of said a nice race dog number would be sort of. 25 to 30, and we didn't want more than, you know, maybe 50 dogs on the property. But we're now up to race dogs. I think nearly wouldn't be far of 40. And on the property, we worked out we've got, I think, 85. So that didn't really turn out. But um, yeah, we're <laughs> definitely. Keep you busy. we're definitely busy. Yeah. <laughs> Very.
1: And will you be here Thursday night, Emily?
2: Yeah, yeah. Me and Matt will both come up again, and um, we're trying to figure out who'd handle the third one for us, and <laughs> we've. Employed um, Cam Rawilla, who's oh, yeah? uh, a oh. jockey, obviously. Yet yeah, he's he's currently on in a stint up uh, down there, mm. so he's going to help us out and handle the third one for us. So.
1: Which one's yeah. he going to handle, Cam? Uh,
2: we haven't properly worked it okay. out yet. Um, I think he, he is my favourite, so I will do Angus. <laughs>
1: so
2: um, Matt and Cam will have to fight over who does Melissa or
0: Monique.
1: Flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got a great yeah. you've got a great chance, Emily. And uh, who knows? Who knows? Fingers crossed, you might get the trifecta. Um, Todd's got one more question for you.
0: Yeah, uh, hello, Emily. I'm sorry to um sorry to ask this now. If I'm prying a bit, just tell me to sod off. But I just, I'm just a bit curious. Um, the only interstate trainer coming over for the champion puppy. What kind of what made you decide to set your dogs for, or made you decide to come over and kind of um, go for the gold? Well, Matt actually found
2: the race, and he's. Um, he doesn't shy away from interstate travel. <laughs> He'll pretty much go anywhere for um, for sort of feature racing. Uh, so he actually found the race, and we just thought—I mean, down in Victoria at the moment, there's not overly much age restricted. Yep. I mean, there's the maturity, but even being so young, we just thought it's probably a big ask. Um, so, yeah, we just thought it looked perfect for him, and there hadn't been much talk down here of anyone else going over, which we thought would help us. So. I like yeah, that. Yeah, this looks perfect.
0: Just have a go, have a go for it. Yeah, I like that. Go for the races you mm. know you can win, not the races you think you can win. And yeah, the, I like the um, I like the old metaphor. Have dogs, will travel. I like that.
2: <laughs> yes, we definitely use that here. Ah,
0: sure. no, that's lovely. <laughs>
1: thank you very much. No, I was just I'm very curious myself. So no, good luck to you.
2: Yeah, thank you,
1: e- e- uh, Emily. Out of the thirty dogs, before you go, is is there something running tonight mm. or tomorrow that uh, the punters can have something on?
2: Um, I've got one at Horsham tonight oddball keeping
1: mm-hmm.
2: um he's he's limited but it's it's only grade seven it looks like he's favorite so mm. he looks like um i think he could win it he's got box seven but i, I think if he gets across he, he could definitely win it um and then we've got uh at the meadows tomorrow uh we've got one called go go ringo he looks a pretty good chance as well hopefully
1: All right. <laughs> off the edge. All right. Well, the punters might owe you a beer or something on Thursday night if those two get up, uh, Emily. Uh, congratulations on having the three make the final Thursday night and best of luck with the team. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday night.
2: Lovely. Thank you very
1: much. Thanks, Emily. Cheers. Emily, uh, as a party, there our guest on the dog cast. Uh, Todd, um, three great chances and she seems like a lovely woman. And. Uh, Of course, uh, her partner, Matt. And uh, they've obviously got a very busy time ahead with uh, 35, 40 dogs on the property training at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is a decent number. A lot of this, the general people don't realise just how much, how time-consuming dogs are. You know, you you only, and you you get... You, you get back what you put in as well. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe the shortest prize favor of the night got beat. I can't believe she's not related to any of the other parties. No. I would have had that in all my yeah, multis. I,
1: I, 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 when I, as I said, when I looked at the form guide, I thought, well, yeah, she's, she's got to be a relation to to one of the other parties, but um, not to be, but she's doing a great job by herself with Matt as well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic night Thursday night. You'll no doubt be there, Todd, and uh, I'll be there as well and calling the action. So looking forward to, uh, to bringing everybody action there on Thursday night. That's been another edition of the Dogcast. We'll be back uh, in August, I think our next one is. So a couple of weeks off and uh, we'll be in the new month of August. So uh, best of luck to everyone on Thursday night. Thanks a lot.